3: All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast on a Friday. We call our Friday edition a tailgate. My name is Chris Plank. Thank you so much for tuning in. We had our first event of 2018, our first on-the-field competition for Sooner Athletics as the OU soccer team fell last night to Nebraska, 2-1, to one, heartbreaking fashion, a goal in the 88th minute. But Mac Potter's crew will look to bounce back next week as Bedlam, second week of the season. How about that for Sooner Soccer? And later... Later in the podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about volleyball as Lindsey Gray Walton's team has its final scrimmage, final exhibition matchup this weekend. I say scrimmage. It's an exhibition matchup against Arkansas. But we'll talk to the new volleyball coach and kind of learn about the roots of her being born in Oklahoma City. But first, obviously, that countdown is reaching single digits for OU's season opener as the Sooner football team takes on Florida Atlantic on September 1st to kick off the 2018 season and the chase for eight. Jessica Cootie has been front and center. We'll get her practice report and we'll hear from Jess coming up in just a bit but all eyes on the quarterback position. Eric Bailey, Tulsa World beat writer asked Coach Riley this week, what's the timeline look like?
4: Oh, still no timeline. I, I haven't seen you know a ton of separation. I mean, they're both playing well today. They they, they both had a couple of the best days that they've had, so then they've been both been trending well here kind of as of late. The last four or five practices have been probably both of their best. Um, yes, they're taking advantage of it. We're not repping the, the threes and fours quite as much anymore. You know, really starting to just we were already giving those guys a pretty good chunk of the reps, but even going more now. So, uh Yeah, we'll just kind of see how it goes. You know, eventually, you know, you're going to get to game week and have to do something by then. I mean, we'll certainly do something before the first game. But other than that, I think we're going to let it play out. We're getting a bunch of reps, and we'll see how it goes.
3: They got a scrimmage going down tomorrow for the football team, so it'll be interesting to kind of follow some of the buzz out of the scrimmage. But Kyler Murray or Austin Kendall looks like it's heading down the wire between those two. And a lot of talk about the defense. You know, one guy we haven't heard from much is Trey Norwood, who had a phenomenal freshman campaign near the latter half of the season, stepped up, started, played very well in the Big 12 championship game. But he's assumed more of a leadership mindset this year for Sooner football, especially the defense and
4: they've got a goal in mind. I think our motto is just proving to ourselves that we can be that top five defense in the country. You know what I mean? Just coming out each and every day, putting the pieces together, and just putting it together as a whole. Uh, I feel like we, if we just all play as one, which I feel like we, we've, we've been doing, I just feel like we just do that on a consistent basis, basis, we'll be able to stop anybody in the country. That is something you strive for, you know what I mean? Being at Oklahoma, it's a top program as it is all around. Our offense is great, you know what I mean? We, we just want we want to pick up our end, of the bar and I feel like we're headed in the right direction so there's coach Riley on
3: the quarterbacks there's Trey Norwood on the defense what do you say we go a little bit more in depth as Oklahoma held its first scrimmage in the rain and Jessica Cootie filed this report
2: it's been an ongoing theme for this team since camp opened up. Just the high level of competition on display since day number one. But today, the Sooners holding their first full scrimmage, providing an opportunity not just to compete, but also get a game-like feel here in the rain inside Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium with kickoff now less than 20 days away.
4: Uh, great to get work in the conditions, as you see. Uh, you, you can never script that, but yeah, we were actually happy. We woke up this morning and knew it was going to rain, so it was... Uh, Great work, you know, of course for our offensive players as far as just securing the ball. You know, having to play in those conditions, everybody for the footing and having to deal with it. Uh, we did a good job, I thought. You know, I thought, uh, you know, defense really played well throughout the scrimmage. I thought, you know, that they they definitely, uh, definitely won the scrimmage, no doubt about that. So enjoyed uh, seeing us fly around, made a bunch of big stops in key situations. Uh, offensive guys had some good drives, a lot of really good plays, but uh, we hadn't quite put it together the way uh, that our guys need to there. So. First scrimmage, you know, ton a ton good. A lot of good young guys that stepped up, especially with getting a, a good amount of live contact. Uh, so, yeah, excited about where we're going, but we still got a long ways to go. It always gets competitive, you know, because we got a lot of competitive dudes on the team. Me and myself personally, you know, I want to win every time I go out there. So the competitive nature always rises. You know, we came out here with, a, with, with some good energy, but, um, you know, we just can't we can't get satisfied with that. You know, we just got to keep building on that, and every day coming out here working hard every day. So I think it's the first good step. I think I like the way that we attacked today, but I think we still got a whole ways ways to go. So we got to keep working.
2: What can you take away with how your quarterbacks handle conditions like these?
4: They did a pretty good job today. We, we did a pretty good job taking care of the ball. Um, uh, as rain got worse, uh, you know, a couple of the a little bit of the throwing game got a little challenging, but they they hung in there. We we exchanged it good. Uh, you know, we really did a pretty good job taking care of the ball. So I thought they handled that well. There's little things here throughout the scrimmage they got to get better at, but they, uh, for the first day and in conditions like this, not too bad.
2: How do you like where your team is at right now?
4: We're progressing. You know, we're growing. A uh, lot of, you know, you, you, you feel the excitement of where you think you can get to, but you also know there's just so much more to go. So we're going to have to continue to, to work hard. We're going to continue to stay healthy and build as a team. But, you know, we got a chance. We just keep that attitude that that we got to keep getting better, you know. I talked to my guys today, and really the message was, you know, yeah, we did we did good, but we, we haven't done nothing yet. So we got to keep building on that, keep going forward, you know. Even though it's just a scrimmage, you know, we haven't done nothing yet. We haven't put nothing on tape in a real game situation. So we just got to stay humble and, and keep working. That's all we got to do. Every day we got to stay consistent and come out here and, and work hard every day. You can
3: see all of Jess's practice reports right now at Soonersports.tv. They are a must watch. With that said, let's welcome to the podcast Jessica Cootie. And Jess, interesting because you would think in the elements you might want to get the guys inside but it was almost as if they embraced the rain and the wet and the nasty of Monday
2: yeah you know what's funny is um I woke up saw that it was raining got ready thinking because I had meetings later on in the afternoon so you know was thinking okay I need to look presentable um, (laughs) all for all day so I'm like they'll be in the indoor you know no doubt it's raining and then um I texted Matt Archibald, our producer, and um, he said, oh, "We're still in the stadium." Wow. Uh, so I was like, "Okay." So I walk up there, and they're all standing underneath the tarp, and it is pouring. I mean, it was raining pretty hard, and I was I was kind of surprised that they never went in. And then when we got a chance to talk to Coach Riley after, he was he said that they woke up when they were happy that they were going to have these type of elements because it's not it's not something that you can just like prepare for any other time. So, you know, the fact that they have that kind of underneath their belt, you know, they've, they've done it a little bit because, I mean, you'll recall, I mean, there's been several times that, um, you know, that weather has been predicted and throughout practices leading up to the game, they've done stuff to try to simulate it, but there's really no actual simulation, like actually what that weather is. So um, I think they were really happy to kind of have that type of experience and and, to, to be able to know how to manage a game in those types of conditions, and yeah, it was it, he was said we woke up this morning we were happy to see that it was going to rain, so I, I I thought
3: that was that was kind of cool. Jess, so if you haven't seen the practice report, and I urge everyone to do so at Soonersports.tv, the one thing that I came away with was how pleased that Lincoln seemed to be with the defense. And again, I know that we're not going full impact, and we're not going full. Full tackle to the ground, well, or maybe they were in some instances on Monday. But I am, uh, I'm loving the narrative and the the words that are coming out of practice about the way this defense is performing. And when you hear the coach say it, I'm not, I'm not just thinking it's lip service here. I think that they're genuinely excited about some of the guys they have stepping up.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's the offensive coordinator, so don't you think he'd rather be saying that the I'm really happy with how the offense prepared right. today. Right. You know, so. Uh, I mean, he's got, he has a head coach. Yeah. He's got to be happy with both sides and um, you know, that's definitely been a, a big area of focus in recruiting and um, throughout this off season. But you know, for him, you got to think that, I mean, I don't know, but you got to think that for him, it still pains him a little bit that the defense is winning. Um, so uh, for him to go all in about how happy he was about the defense and you know, he, we, we, um, his preview show and that was one thing he talked a lot about just kind of the depth that they've been able to build and how important that that's been and is going to continue to be and not only the depth but then you've got some players that have really played some minutes have seen some minutes um yes there's some really young guys but a lot of the people that you're going to rely on a lot to kind of anchor the defense have seen some big time minutes um, you know, you look at uh, Neville Gallimore, Hamani Blood. So, I mean, really on that D-line, you've got some guys that with some experience and how that's really shown and how that's really kind of um, – it, it's been something that's stood out here in this fall camp. And then also into the defensive backs and, and some – got three corners there that have seen significant minutes. And then, you you know, you move Jordan Parker, who's also been in the fire. So, yeah, you, you've got some young guys in some positions that are – that are new that don't have experience but you really do have even though they're young a lot of guys with some experience so that was you know something that he kind of talked a lot about so i think that's kind of what's been showing um especially here in fall camp against you know a a quarterback battle
3: with that said i don't know how much we want or can get into it jess so i'm not trying to put you in a bad situation but i'm still buying everything that's coming out that this is a competition and this is going to go right down to the wire are you
2: yeah, I mean, I I think they um, are kind of they're battling it out and kind of liking what they're seeing from from both players and um, you know that was one thing that again was talked about just kind of the difference between um, you know Kyla Murray came he had to redshirt and then Austin Kendall kind of lost that opportunity to kind of redshirt and learn and um, kind of see what it's all about because he had to be the backup his first year so then he redshirted last year. And and one thing that I have heard over and over again from doing all these history DVD interviews, and I know I keep bringing that up, but it's just so so fascinating every time because you're talking to some of the best players that have ever come through here. And just hearing their perspective on what a redshirt year does, especially for a quarterback, um, you know, it's huge. And so I think that's one thing that, um, you know, has been – Talked about is it, just, just the growth that he was able, Austin Kendall was able to have in a year. So, yeah, I mean, I think they're going to make sure they got the
3: right guy for the job. Boy, you see the pictures coming out, and I know we've talked about it with Caleb Kelly and Kenneth Murray. I know we've been excited about seeing Kenneth step up now in that leadership position, which he really embraced last year as just a true freshman. But, Jess, it appears, even though everyone's in a competition right now, that in the very least that Kenneth Murray has really stepped up to kind of take on the role of a vocal leader for this team.
2: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And that was one thing he said after practice um, on – after the scrimmage. Uh, you could kind of tell, I mean, he was, um, you know, his head coach, and he he was sitting right there when I was in the interview with, with Coach Riley, and Coach Riley sat there and said, no doubt about it, the defense won the scrimmage today. And he's sitting there hearing Coach Riley praise the defense and then – I've talked to him, and he still seems like he's a little bit disappointed in some of the plays that they missed. And so I think that just speaks volumes. And yes, obviously we have to see what they do on Saturday. And and Kansas Murray said that like we haven't done anything, we haven't put anything on tape yet. We haven't done anything on a Saturday, so we can't get caught up. And like we did, we won a scrimmage today. Like we can't, we can't just like rest our our laurels awesome. on that. So um, for him to be kind of still a little bit maybe. Not disappointed, but just kind of feel like they still left some things out there, and, and really understanding that they have a long ways to go. I think is also huge in his in his role as a leader. Is is all right? He's a sophomore. He's young, you know, but yeah, he's still seeing his maturity level. That he still sees so much growth and potential in this defense, and and not letting them settle and, and keeping guys kind of with their hairs on fire, making sure their hair continues to stay on fire. I think
3: is is huge for this defense. Uh, guys like Nick Baskwin coming back from injuries, and it's kind of interesting when you think about most of the battles on the offensive side of this team. It's not a, Outside of the quarterback position, it's not a starter, but it's a guy who's going to provide some depth at the skill position. We know who the best two running backs are on this team. Who's the third running back? We know who the best wide receivers are on this team. Who's that fourth or fifth option? I mean, at running back and receiver, Jess, it's about depth and some guys stepping up that either we haven't heard from in a couple of years or guys that we haven't heard from on campus yet.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's always kind of a fun storyline because I feel like it's kind of been maybe maybe every year it's like, oh, well, how are we going to replace this person or how are we going to pra- replace this person? And, and, you know, there's always kind of that. While there's, the, you know, a big person left in one of those areas, there's always like a lot of that's coming back but it's how is that going to shake out and it always seems to be someone I feel like the last few years that's kind of been a storyline is yes you have your guys but the way that this offense is a lot of guys are going to get opportunities so it's just kind of again I'll never forget like you know Kel Gundy and and uh, talking last year is we we need a lot of guys and it's just kind of which guys are going to make the most of their opportunities which at the beginning of the year there's a lot for a lot of people but then it's kind of like you know kind of guys tend to separate themselves a little bit with what they do with those opportunities. So that's, I think we're going to continue to see that, um, you know, from the beginning to, you know, mid season is different players kind of stepping into, um, you know, bigger roles as they kind of get comfortable and, and um, you know, with the quarterbacks and and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I think uh, that's, that's been exciting to watch um, just because there's so many playmakers on this offense and, no matter who the quarterback is, you're seeing so many different guys kind of jump in there and make plays. And so I think that's got to be good. Um, it's got to make a new, uh, you know, while a guy is kind of battling, trying to win a job, knowing that there are so many players that are going to make plays um, for him, that it's got to help a new a guy moving into a situation like a, a starting quarterback for the first
3: time. And by the way, uh, I know there's battles on the offensive side of the football. You know, either Bobby Evans or Cody Ford are going to start at the left or right tackle, whichever one uh, Bill Biedenboe decides. And I think you're going to have a pretty good option at center. But I'll say this much, Jess, I know that probably over the next couple of weeks we'll go into our strengths and, and weaknesses, areas that we feel like are strengths in this team. But I almost feel like for about the third or fourth year in a row when we've sat down and done this together – we're talking about the offensive line as a strength on this team and they're replacing an, an, an all American at left tackle.
2: Yeah, I mean and and that's one thing too. Sorry, I'm getting a call in my office I'm <laughs> hanging up with them, sorry. Um no, I mean and and I was one thing else I was gonna bring up too is I don't know if you guys saw the uh the piece with Nick Baslin, um yes. that uh, the this football staff did just kinda talking about his comeback and everything that he kinda went through and well, they didn't kind of necessarily hit on as much that he was coming back from like that happening twice to him. Just the way that um, you know he's kind of approaching it, and you know he felt like last year was going to be a, maybe a breakout year for him, and um, you know now um, now he's he feels like he's poised and ready to go for his breakout year. And so, I mean, I just think yeah, the depth there, and then the depth at O line and and. It's just so interesting to hear, um, you know, Gabe Eichert talk about Bill Beenbo. You know, you remember Gabe only played with um, for Bill for one year, mm. but I don't know if you'll find anybody that respects more, um, you know, Coach Biedenbeau than Gabe Ikerd. And, you know, Gabe, Gabe played with several different teams in the NFL and, um, you know, has had, you know, his fair share of offensive line coaches. And, you know, he just is just so high on him and, and how he kind of develops players and how he – kind of um you know trains you with your mind in addition to everything that you're doing kind of physically um the way that they're so prepared um it's just um you know i think again that's going to be a a, one of the strongest suits it's not the strongest suit for this football team this year and i I, the the recruiting that he's been able to do and then the way that he brings players along you know how he gets them to buy into um you know learning so many different of you know the X's and O's things with the film and, and the studying and, and the game planning, but then you know the way that he gets them to play together. You know that's yeah. that's that's, his, that's his most important as anything is the, the chemistry that you get with those guys up front, and and he really stresses that is who's playing the best together, and and those are, those are going to be the five guys that play. It doesn't matter if you're a walk on, if you're a three star, a or two star, a or five star that everybody wanted. If it's the five guys that play the best together, that's who's going to play, and he has great great you know, way to to figure all of that out. Um, He's very, very, very smart.
3: Jess, you had a chance to talk post-practice, I think it was last week, with Trey Norwood. Uh, Obviously, there's a lot of competition in that safety position, but from all accounts, seems like Trey Norwood's really having himself a good camp trying to lock down that corner position, opposite of uh, Pernell Motley, we assume.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that's been kind of a storyline, I feel like, since the spring. I feel like I've been hearing – you know, um, stuff about how well he's been doing since the spring. And, um, you know, going back to the bowl coverage, um, when we were, we talked to Kerry Cooks and, you know, you, Trey Norwood kind of got thrown into the starting lineup there at the end of the season. And then, you know, Co- Coach Cooks talked about the huge amount of growth that he saw in Trey Norwood in bowl preparation, because again, it's kind of like spring where you can go back to really kind of the basics a little bit and really get some one-on-one work with coaches and um, you know you see a lot of growth in guys during that time and so I, I go back to that and Carrie Cook's just kind of raving about how much train would came along in the bowl preparations leading up um, you know to the Rose Bowl and so then I think that definitely carried over into the spring and you know again I think a guy that's got a lot of that they've been really excited about but has been able to really kind of settle in and he's been a, a, a another one of those vocal guys and, and you look at the vocal guys it's I mean you got to be excited about the future that you know two of the guys that are really kind of stepping into those roles are sophomores yeah um, you know Kenneth Murray and and Trey Norwood so I know that they've been really pleased with him um, you know on, on kind of a leadership level in addition to what he's been doing just in on the field and and kind of separating himself in that cornerback position on the field
3: jess i'll let you go on this uh I, i'm trying to rack my brain of all the interviews that you've done so far in practice avails but has there been anyone that you've chatted with so far that uh, kind of surprised you that you get more excited about talking with as the season progresses i mean kenneth murray is awesome i think we can all accept that when it comes to answering questions and bringing the energy but has there been anyone that's kind of surprised you so far
2: you know, no, because I've kind of talked to, uh, I mean, it was Rodney and Neville, and then it was Grant and Trey, which I've said from the beginning, um, Grant Calcutta is a great interviewer. I was able to do the interview with him on his family and then ended up getting to do the feature with uh, Grant and Mark in the bowl game. And so, you know, i he's very, um, very smart, and so he's, uh, you know, very, he communicates very well, so he's a great interview. And um, Trey Norwood, I've talked to over and over again about the the personality of the defensive backs of the secondary i mean i've got to figure out if i carry cooks will let me just put in a camera in a meeting room sometime because i the personality of literally top to bottom in that in that whole group is i mean it, they're hysterical so um you know you've got some guys with some great personality i'm just excited to speak because again you you know w- which we've talked about but for so long you had Stephen Parker that was around that played for a long time and Baker and Orlando and Mark like these guys that you kind of relied on for the last few years to kind of be the voice and kind of you talk to a lot this is an opportunity for some guys to kind of you know kind of step into the spotlight a little bit so I'm excited to see and I think we'll continue to see that throughout the next few weeks and into the season kind of who's going to Embrace that role a little bit.
3: Good stuff from Jess. We'll be debuting her new podcast and tell you a lot about it coming up next week, right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. So, Toby Rowland will be back with us next week as we go all in on football. And then, beginning on game week, we're back to three podcasts a week. You'll hear from us Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Well, what do you say? We wrap things up today. With the newest member of the Oklahoma coaching staff, she is the head women's volleyball coach, and she is getting set for her first season at the helm of the Oklahoma Sooner. Lindsey Gray Walton joins us right on the podcast. Coach, you know it was interesting, uh, you and I chatted last and we had you on the podcast last, right after Meet the Sooners Day, and I hadn't realized you were actually born in Oklahoma City. So kind of give us your roots here in the 405 and how you've come full circle.
1: I, I did. I did. And honestly, I think, it you know, we, my parents moved here, Colorado, you know, on a job transfer um, when I was just kind of an idea. And then obviously, <laughs> um, as would be it, job transfers came a lot early on. And so I was born here and literally like the three months of maternity leave were, were taken here and then we were, we were gone. So I say it, but I, I try not to say it too much because then someone's like, Oh, well, so you know, and I'm like, Oh, no, 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 no I don't. <laughs> so um, yeah, you know, it was a cool connection when um, it all kind of kicked off and started and it truly brought us literally back to the birthplace. But um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm a Midwest kid. I've grown up with my uh, big 12 roots surrounding me and uh, I won't tell you what I root for growing up, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's been good stuff and good to be back and, um, you know, the people, the, the thank yous, the holding the doors, the hungers, those are the things that, um, you notice as soon as you return, like, you, you know, you've been missing it since you left. So, um yeah that that is the root of my story but let's not stay on that too long because
3: i don't have too many okay stories for you <laughs> like, <laughs> that's awesome yeah i saw that in uh, I, I was working on an article about you and i thought oh my i have never even asked her about it and now i know, I know why I know. uh take I know. me well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. makes me feel better uh how's the first few practices gone for you how does uh, how's this first week been
1: Great. You know, we're in week two. We just uh, kicked that off, and I think as a coach or any um, staff, you're always excited this time of year if you can check all the boxes and say we're all still pretty much healthy, uh, that other than a couple, you know, knickknacks and bangs up of um, things that have just come up in practice or rest in some people. But no major um, things have happened, and I think everybody's, you know, you knock on wood because our sport is physical and fast, and there's a lot of Um, just opportunity for, you know, something at some point. But I think what we've seen is our athletes took care of themselves over the the summer and came in well-prepared and their bodies were prepared. They're fueled and recovered and, you know, all the hit words that our nutritionist likes to use with them and they, they were ready to go, you know, and that's exciting for us because as coaches you don't want to spend time on getting, ready to play you want to spend time on the reps and the fundamentals and the technical training and we were able to get right into that so um we're doing well we're actually in the middle of just a little bit of low impact this morning and um, we've got a scrimmage tonight and then we will start to taper like we would for game week since we uh, have our exhibition against Arkansas on Saturday so a lot of bright spots healthy bodies which we're always excited about and uh, good energy
3: Can I start talking specific battles yet from a personnel perspective? I mean, because it looks like you have quite a battle going on at the setter position. Uh, The defensive specialist looks like a heck of a battle that you have going on. You've got a lot of depth, it seems, that's developing at the outside hitter position. So personnel-wise, kind of how's everything playing out, Coach?
1: Yeah no we do we have a lot of depth and we have a lot of good healthy competition i think you know iron sharpens iron and you see the best programs they don't just have six great players they have a team of them and if you can have a second side that can replicate a, a top 10 top 15 program or you know a scout team like what you'll see on the weekend or during the week it's so crucial to truly getting your your a side prepared and so um what we've truly tried to encourage is we all need to be a little bit better for each other you know if i'm not being better in my position i'm not making another person in my position better i'm not making us as a whole better and so not to really worry about what everyone else is doing but worry about what you can do right now for us and you know we that is depth is a good thing it's not a bad thing and competition is a good thing it's not a bad thing it's It allows us to be creative, and if we truly embrace it the right way, we can have a a lineup that looks different on August 24th than it does on October 10th, than it does, you know, in November if we wanted it to. Or we can have a situational um, sub that we've been working on that, you know, allows us to score some points or different things that, you know, to the outsider, we're not just looking for six to eight starters We're looking at, you know, where can we earn a lot of points and who who does that for us and how can we get them into the match to to have success. So um, it's been cool to see it shake down. A lot of the veterans, you know, I think are feeling some um, competition from some of the young ones. And that's what you want too. You want to out recruit your gym and make sure you're bringing in talent that can do what they did before and take you to another level. And so we're excited about that because the full year process for some of our young ones, you can really see it starting to pay off here in the preseason and just how they're carrying themselves through the door. They walk in, shoulders back, head up. And, a little more confident in, in how they're doing out on the floor for us.
3: I love that. Out recruit your gym. That's great. Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: will, will you take me through then the
3: psychology of that? And, and I don't know if 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 you don't want to go too in depth, I completely understand. But when you've been a starter or you've been someone who's been a difference maker, then all of a sudden a new coach comes in and says, competition, every job – I'm just using these words – up for grabs. Yeah. Sometimes for people mentally, that can mess with them a little bit. Have you had to do some of that? Is that a challenge here, or has everyone pretty much embraced it?
1: I think for the most part, everyone has embraced it. You know, I, I know that nat- just natural reaction is you don't hear yourself on a starting side to start, and it's like, uh, oh. but – I'm still playing, I'm still competing, you know, now I got to make, you know, their, their side, um, you know, the hardest side to score on and, you know, we got to win my side. Or, you know, I just, I want them to go somewhere mentally where it's not against you, it's just what we got to do right now. And, um, you know, we want to challenge you. Ultimately, as coaches, we were brought here to push, hold, love, push you to reach your potential, hold you accountable for that, and love you regardless. So even though you're not a starter, it doesn't mean I don't like you. I don't love you. <laughs> you know, we gotta, um, everybody is here. Roles may change. Status never does. Um, uh, because you just never know when you're going to be called upon. You never know when a moment might happen, an injury, a situation. Um, you just never know. And so if you haven't prepared for that in practice, then, you know, when the lights go on, we, we shouldn't be surprised if it can't happen there. So that's more what we've really tried to um, impress upon them this season is we get an opportunity to walk in the gym right now and compete and get better. So who's across the net from you? Mental picture. Who is that? You know, what team in our pre-conference in our conference play, um, what player are you attacking um, different things like that? So they can, it's not their teammate across from them. It, it's someone else. They're, they're there they're in the moment and when that moment actually comes it's kind of like deja vu they've been there done that and they know that they can have success
3: so i gotta know uh is berkeley (laughs) is berkeley starting back to school tomorrow is she already back how's that process going as she moves to a new city (laughs)
1: she is no she is she's so tickled about it too i mean we did back to school night last night over at mckinley that's where she's at Um, that school, you know, they're just they're awesome. they're so amazing, the teachers and staff over there, and especially to a new family. And there's definitely some familiar faces from around the athletic department, so that's been fun. And um, she's just, she's excited. She's a likable, funny, giggly type kid. And, you know, her response when we told her she was moving was, well, great, I get all new friends then. <sighs> So she just – she naturally sees good, and um, don't we all wish we could see it that way through the scope of a five-year-old lens? Amen. um, Yeah, yeah, you know, when all you're worried about is your Cheerios in the morning and what, you know – Cartoon you're going to be watching and the activity you're going to do at school later. God love it.
3: <laughs> we were we were in McKinley we were in McKinley the first year we moved down here and the only reason we oh, didn't good. go there anymore is because we moved and then we our church started. You don't need it in my life story, yeah. but I was just going to tell. It's the it's the greatest because there's so many yeah, wonderful people at that school. They're all passionate about the Sooners and here's the coolest thing is like pickup. You get to. Play outside yeah. with the kids. It's great. It's the most wonderful thing I on the know. planet. So I'm pumped it for you.
1: that last night. <laughs> they were like, you just come out to the playground. I was like, hey, I don't need a number in my car or anything. So, uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's, uh, she's really excited about it. And we're just. We're excited for fall to be here finally. You know, summer is great, but fall is, is the best time, I think. So um, it's all good things right now, and, and good vibes.
3: Hey, uh, real, I want to bring this up, and I know we're going long, and I apologize, but before I let you go, no, you're good, you're good. We, we got Jessica Cootie coming up next, and her and I were trained text about this earlier, but you, you open up practices and you want the public to come out or no?
1: Yeah, no, we did. We opened them up, you know, a little bit with the new recruiting role. We got to be flexible, but a little bit also, we're new, and we want you guys to see the brand of volleyball that we're putting together, the hard work that these kids are are putting in, and um, we want you to know the faces when you come in for that first time and, and see a match that you can recognize the you know the name on the back with um, the name that's on your program and and what's going on out on the court, and you've heard us in practice get to talk specifically about certain things so you know you're a, a learner of the game and, um, and you're understanding why we have to rotate the way we do and why that person has to wear a different colored jersey I don't understand you know they're all the questions right. so um, you know we thought about doing just one open practice but also we didn't want to just shut it down to just one so the doors are, of the field house are always open the upstairs is where um, the most comfortable chairs in the house are for sure and Just come ready to hear some noise, whether it's good music or a lot of action on the court. And, um, yeah, they're wide open. Anytime, 3 to 6 in the afternoons in the fall is what we do. So after school, pick up, want to bring your kids by, and we would love to see you.
3: I think it's cool that practices are open. Check that out for volleyball again. soccer. Tough loss to open their season. They'll look to bounce back next weekend in Bedlam, in Stillwater, Bedlam against Oklahoma State. Well, we're all in on football, so thank you so much for subscribing and listening to the Sooner Sports Podcast. Again, tell a friend, share us on social media, or just go to Soonersports.tv slash podcast and hit that share icon and let everyone know that you're following along and listening, and they need to be listening and following along right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Until next week when T-Roy, uh, T-Roy joins us and we go all in on football, this is Chris Plank signing off for now saying, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast.
4: And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the Air.